0: so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Everyone has their own ideas about what it means to be successful in life. Some believe that success is all about achieving specific business and ministry goals. Like, I want to see my ministry grow by X percent. Or I want to see the income coming into my business to hit this target. Others may feel that success is all about seeing lives transformed and living with and on purpose. It's all about making an impact. But is it really as simple as choosing one or the other? What if success is really about finding a balance between pursuing your mission and pursuing success in business or ministry? What if your mission can put food on your table and produce enough overflow to employ a team and create jobs? What if God wants to use you as an example of how to run a financially successful business or ministry while upholding principles of social and ethical responsibility? It is possible. And that's why I'm excited to have Mario Michael on the show with me today. His book, The Real Secret to Business Prosperity, invites average entrepreneurs to step up and become extraordinary and small businesses and ministries to transform into big successes by leaning into their faith. You see, Mario believes that faith is not a hindrance to becoming wealthy, but a gateway to becoming all that you are meant to be. And I have personally been impacted by his book and his message. I am so thankful that he said yes to the call to write. Well, Mario, welcome to Publishing Secrets. I have been honestly looking forward to this conversation now. I, I feel like it's been a couple of months. We've been yeah. kind of oh, trying wow. to work out a day and a time that this can happen. And I'm, I'm honored that you're here. And I know that the discussion that we're going to have today just based on what we've been talking about so far is, is going to shift some minds as they listen to the wisdom that you share. And I just want to thank you in advance for making time in your schedule to be here with us today.
1: You're welcome. Absolutely.
0: Well, well, let's start at the beginning. (laughs) I think there are going to be some some interesting moments in this conversation because of my personal experience with you before I even had a chance to to meet you. But I, I want our listening audience to really get a sense of who you are and what God has called you to do. So Talk to us about what you view as your mission. What has God specifically called you to do? And then if you could share with us kind of how you even got into that space, because it's always an interesting journey that God has us on.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I appreciate you having me here. I know we took a few months trying to get together and, you know, it all happens at perfect timing. But yeah, I mean, so I, you know, it just kind of for me, it goes back to when I was like 16 years old, I always had a desire to be an entrepreneur, you know, like, I wouldn't say always, I would say probably when I was about 16, I had this desire to be an entrepreneur. And that was kind of like my goal. And I felt like God was leading me to Become this entrepreneur, you know. So I'm all excited. I'm ready. I'm like, man, God, okay. I'm gonna be on this entrepreneurship entrepreneurship journey. I was 18 years old. By the time I was 18, I was living in Florida. My whole family. I was at that point only about four of us were living in Florida at that point, and they all moved back when I think I was 19 years old. So I'm living by myself. I'm 19 years old. I'm just kind of graduated high school, and I'm working for a company as a as a manager. You know, kind of like, man, this is you know, uh, under the I guess it was like a sales manager, you know? Mm -hmm. So making money, doing well, at least as a 19-year-old kid. And then all of a sudden, you know, I think I was like 20. I was back in doing mortgages or something like that. And then from that point, the whole mortgage company shut down. So when Mm -hmm. the mortgage company shut down, I was like, man, this is it. This is the opportunity for me to become that entrepreneur that God called me to be. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to go back and work for somebody. I'm not going to just go find another job. Like, that's not what I'm called to. I'm called to this. I need to figure it out. So I'm like, that's it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be successful. I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna be blessed. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have all these things. I was pumped, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Twelve months go by, and you know, my house is being foreclosed on. My car is being repossessed. My just found out my wife's pregnant. So I literally, at this point, am struggling with this idea of, and you know, somewhat of identity. Like, is this really Mm -hmm. what God called me to be? Because if he called me to be this, why would I be going through this wow. struggle? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's all something we always ask ourselves: is because we're going through something or going through a challenge, we feel like that it means it's not part of the journey. Um, struggle, you'll learn over the years is a good thing. Struggle always is promotion, not necessarily taking something away. But I'm in this my, mindset of like, God, how could I be, you know, going through this? You know, you I thought you called me to be an entrepreneur. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to You know, get to this place of being this, you know, kingdom millionaire, right? Someone who can really going back to the mission. What you were asking before, like, what's our mission is raising up a thousand kingdom millionaires, a thousand people who can give away a million, which really equates to a billion dollars being given to the kingdom. That was kind of the that's the mission of what we want to try to do. I'm like, man, I can't even make a dollar. I can basically can't even provide (laughs) for myself, right? Like, if I can't provide for myself, how am I having this i this big grand idea? And um. Mm -hmm. You know, and then just through just Over the next six or 12 months or so, I just kind of just started spending time with God. There was a gentleman that said to me, He said, Why don't you just start spending seven minutes every day with God? Just seven minutes. Don't do what most people do, like, and I'm going to do an hour, two hours, and then you don't do anything at all. Just commit to seven minutes of just God, I'm here, I'm thankful, but give them your first seven minutes. Hmm. And I started waking up every day, giving the first seven minutes, the first seven minutes, the first seven minutes. And over the course of the next year, that seven minutes went to like you know from seven mm-hmm. minutes to like an hour hour and a half because it was just now become something that I consistently did yeah. through that time of consistently spending time with god and giving him my first you know um do, through doing that it's like god just started to consistently give me more wisdom of what i need to do inside the business you know i think sometimes we can get too spiritual like oh god's gonna come down and re-. it's like no god just you yes. got to sit there sometimes, just be quiet, okay. and listen to what he's saying, write down, okay, let me write this down, and then go execute. The problem is with most most Christians, they're not good executors. They're, they're willing to listen, but they don't want to go execute, That's meaning true. I'm willing for God to tell me that he wants me to go build a business, but I'm not going to leave my job yet until I have this much money in my account or something of the sort. Or I'm not going to write that book yet until this happens. I'm not – so. They're not good executors. And that's part of the problem. That's why a lot of the world does real, a lot of time better sometimes than we can as Christians because they're great executors. They know they have to execute because they're not depending on something too spiritual. See what I'm saying? But in reality, if we can learn how to be spiritual and listen to what God's saying, but then go execute because he's not going to execute for you, that's one thing I had to understand because I always felt like God will just do it. He'll get it done. He'll make it happen. But in reality, God taught me through starting with that seven minutes a day. Not only am I going to tell you what to do, I'm going to keep telling you what to do. But eventually when it came to a point, I'm like, God, okay, you're. I hear like things that I feel like you're telling me to do. But eventually it felt like that God really said to me, but you're not a good executor. And because you're not a good executor, you keep getting the same old results that you've always gotten. I can give you all the wisdom in the world, but if I don't know how to apply it, (laughs) worthless, right? I gave you a million dollars in a bank account right now, but you didn't know how to write a check. You got a problem. That was my problem. I couldn't write a check. I didn't know how to write a check, not physically, but you understand what I'm saying. I had it, but I didn't know how to execute on it. So through the years of just Spending time with God and spending time with God. I mean, over the next five or six years, God helped us to build, you know, a business, a a really thriving company that we were able to sell. And then after we did that, we ended up getting, you know, into um, just back into real estate, buying and selling real estate. And then just over the years, God has just really helped us to you know, grow f- financially and, and not only for us to grow, but really to be able to be a blessing to the kingdom mm-hmm. and to be able to become part of what we would consider a kingdom millionaire, somebody who can give a million dollars over the course of their life or somebody who can give a million dollars at a check and one check. Everybody that's listening to this call is different. Somebody could do it in one shot. Maybe somebody can say, hey, my goal is over the next 10 years, but that was my goal, you know, and then eventually as God started to do that, I started to have more of a goal of realizing that, man, I want to help other people to do the same thing, because I know a lot of people, especially as Christians, we have it in our heart and then we can't get it done. So we think we start thinking maybe it's not God's plan for our life, you know, so so that's really kind of the quick and back end the story of how we got to the moment that we are now and god brought us all through and taught us you know what to do and how to become a better entrepreneur we're still trying to grow to become a better entrepreneur we're still feel like mm-hmm. i have so much to learn and become you know no matter what i'm always learning and growing because i know there's so much i still don't know because i'm not where i want to be yet and then when i get yeah. to the next place i'm still not going to be where i want to be because he's going to move the mark we're, <laughs> we're the mark that's the way it's supposed to be
0: that's the way uh, so yeah
1: we never oh. arrive we're on a journey
0: We are on a journey and and what a journey it has been as, as you were going through it, Mario, I was literally going back in my mind to when I started to get familiar with your journey through a book that you wrote, where you were very transparent about everything that you just shared and helped walk others through how to claim that seven minutes with God. Tell us a little bit about the book and, and how you actually realized that part of the mission was taking what you have experienced and putting it in a book.
1: Yeah. So what was interesting is just again talk about execution, right? So mm-hmm. I heard for so long, like after from the time I was, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since I'm 20 years old, 37 now. So what, 17 years, right? And so over the last 17 years, I've been an entrepreneur, been able to build multiple companies, been able to, you know, sell one off. And it's like, over the years, I just felt like about, I don't know, maybe it was like five, six years ago, maybe even a little bit longer. I felt like God kept saying, write a book, write a book, write a book. But see, when he kept saying it, here's what's what was happening in my mind. Hmm. I don't know how to write. Hmm. I, God, I'm not a good writer, you yeah. know. Um, God, uh, you know, I, I haven't done enough. You know. Um, hmm. God, I, I I don't know. Would somebody actually read it? How am I gonna sell it? Does, who who's gonna publish it? Who's gonna? Right. So there's all these things. And it doesn't matter if it's for a book or a business or a relationship. It doesn't matter. We all deal with the same things of all the same thoughts constantly happening and coming to our head. Right. What yeah. about this? What about who's going to pay for it? Who's going to how are you going to have the money to, to to et cetera? Right. So we know that. And that's the thing I was talking to you about before about God gives these ideas. But a lot of times we're not good executors. Mm-hmm. And because we're not good executors, we still stay stuck on that same idea, but we keep asking God for new ideas. But the problem is we haven't executed Uh on the last one, right?
0: You just got somebody right there with that statement. Mm -hmm. Maybe God is waiting for you to actually do what he told you to do. And nothing's going to happen until you actually do that.
1: (laughs) And it wouldn't make sense as a good father to do so. Because if you gave too much, Mm. what would happen? You become overwhelmed. So you know, so finally I came to a point where I was like, okay, you know, through, through my morning time and spending time with God every morning, like I do, I just felt like, okay, you know what, instead of writing it, being that I don't like to write, I'm just going to start speaking to like an audio. And I just did that over the next seven days. I said, I'm going to do a chapter every day. I wrote out the chapters, what I would want it to be. And kind of like, you know, it wasn't exactly right. I didn't know exactly what they were going to look like, but I just kind of had an idea. So it wasn't like I was, perfect. It just was a couple little ideas. And I literally just started speaking every day for like 40 minutes at a time for the next seven days. And then through that, I gave it to a guy who can actually write. and said, hey, can you help me to put this in somewhat of like a book format so that we can actually have a book for somebody to go and take and read? So that's how I did it. I didn't write it. I actually spoke it. And then I gave it to somebody who actually was a good writer. And then when we got to that point, then finally I had a physical copy. But my whole mission behind it was like, man, somebody needs to know about spending time with God. Somebody needs to understand that the importance of putting God first and not just in our finances, because sometimes we, we may be tithers, but, you know, tithe doesn't necessarily represent just the fact of just giving some, you know, your te- first tenth of money. There's also a tithe of the way I see it, the first of your day, right? Think about it like this. Every day, your your breath is, like you know, when you wake up, you have a new set of hours, you have a new day, you have a new, you know, you, you woke up breathing. So to <laughs> me, I've been given a gift. And if I've been given a gift, I should be giving God the first of something that I've been given, which at that point would be you know, my time. So I started to realize that giving the first of my time was just as important as my gift, just as important as my money, just as important as other things. And when I started to really understand that, that's when God really started to radically transform the shit, you know, and shift my mindset to thinking that, man, I could have it all, I could do what God's asked me to do, I can't make this happen, I am empowered to make this happen, you know. And then obviously, you know, finally, we wrote it, and we've been able to share it, Um, you know, all around at this point. I mean, I know those people that bought it out of the country. So I would say all around the world. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm I'm confident of it. So I'm going to be transparent with our listening audience. I I told Mario this before we officially transitioned into uh, the interview. I I have been, uh, you know, going back with, as he talked about, going back and forth, trying to get this interview because I felt like it was something that I needed to do. And and here's why, is because I had a personal experience with mario's book so one day i'm a big youtube binger so one day i'm on youtube i still don't remember what i was watching but i was watching something on youtube and you guys all know what happens when you're on youtube is there's going to be an ad that's going to come up so an ad comes up there's this guy he has on all black he's telling this story and i don't normally get sucked into the stories but this time I did get sucked into the story and he's an entrepreneur and I don't remember everything Mario, but I remember you talking about, which really resonated with me is that, Hey, I want to serve God, but I want to do it through business. Like it wasn't like the traditional path that you hear about when you're serving God is I want to be a a minister. I'm going to be a preacher and that's how I'm going to serve. But he was talking about how he could use, he, he used his business to serve God. And that there was this book where it reveals the book is called The Real Secret to Business Prosperity. And I'm like, the real secret? Okay, what What exactly is it? is it? So, of course, as you're on YouTube, there's an option to click a link and to learn more. And so I do that and I get my hands on the book. And, and Mari's gonna walk us through it in, in just a bit. But I get into the book and he's talking about his journey, which I can identify, you know, a lot of trials, tribulations, all of that good stuff. And then he gets to the meat of, the real secret. And it's spending time with God. And I'm like, I know this is good. Yes, I'm sure he is right. But as I got into it, and I want to talk about this, as I got into it and started understanding what you were really saying, my mind told me, Tam, you don't have time to do this. So I literally, as bought in as I was listening to YouTube First couple chapters of the book, I was with you. But when when we when the rubber hit the road and it was time, as you said, Excuse to actually me. execute <laughs> what you were saying, that's when I started having a challenge. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, just we, we're gonna make sure that everyone knows where they can get their hands in the book. And and family as your listeners, you need to actually get the book. Don't just go by what Mario tells you today. You actually need to get the book because there are nuggets in the book that you won't get from this interview. But just give us high level, you know, how you teach people to spend time with God. And I want you to address the objection that I had, which was, I don't have the time.
1: Right, right. I think, and it's a common thing, whether it's God, work, children, whatever we all find this idea that we don't have time right we never have time but if you really went back and actually studied your time and studied where you're actually spending time, I guarantee you could find hours a day that you're mismanaging your time right mm-hmm. and anything we mismanage we lose so and it doesn't matter if it's a money it could be a relationship it could be a marriage go mismanage your marriage and tell me what happens go mismanage money tell me what happens it, it mismanagement is, the cause of loss. Right. Mm -hmm. So not saying it's the only reason for loss, but it is a cause of loss. So, you know, we first have to understand and get to this idea that you know for anybody to say that we don't have time uh, nobody's that busy and i know some people like yeah but you don't know my schedule you don't know what i'm doing you don't we all can say that right it's just the question is 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 it a priority i'll give you an example Mm -hmm. um if tomorrow morning you got a phone call that your daughter was gonna be going to the hospital and she was all the way, you're in Florida and she's in California. And they said they had to do an immediate surgery or someone you love. Do you think you can figure out a way to get on that plane and get over there and stop everything, right? Why? It's a priority, period. If you had a call in the middle of the night and that happened and you said, man, I have to get there, what would happen? It, you, it would take place because it's a priority. So it's not that we don't have time. It's just that we haven't prioritized what's the most important thing for us to do in that moment, that day, that season, or in our life. So sometimes we're struggling every day trying to wake up and hurry up and you know do this and do this and do this. But meanwhile, some of it's not a priority, right? Some of it isn't the top, top priority. So there's always time. So it just depends on where you set the priorities. So for example, with God, I don't have time to go back to you. You're a perfect example because we all have done it, including myself. (laughs) So we go back to that perfect example. And I appreciate your honesty because that's how we help people because we all understand that we're not the only ones in the fight. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the reality of it is just wasn't a priority, right? Because if it was a priority and you realize it was a priority, you make it happen. I always ask this question to people. I said, let me ask you a question. If I told you every day that you woke up at 530 in the morning and spent one hour with God from 530 to 630 in the morning, and you did it every day for 365 days and you didn't miss a day, I'll, at the end of the year, I'll write you a million dollar check. Do you think you can do it? Of course you can. Why? Because it's a priority. There's, there's a benefit to it. Mm-hmm. Here's where, here's where to me, where it really the increase in multiplication comes is when you can do it and not do it just because there's a benefit, but do it because you love him and that you want to spend time with him because of who he is and not what he can do for you. Nothing wrong with expecting him to do something for you. So please understand what I'm saying. Right. I believe you need to expect you have to expect, you have to have faith. But when you can really understand that I can do this for the, for the priority, the fact that because of who he is, to me, that's where you start to bring that relationship to a different, from a relationship to what I would call a bond with God, not just a relationship, right? Relationships are easily broken. Bonds are something we call that's, you know, It's so solid that it's very hard to be broken. And that's why I look at relationship versus bond. And that's what we talk about in the book. But yeah, I mean, you just have to, you have to set it as what kind of priority is it is God a priority to you. See, God's always a priority when, when, um, when life hits, and we're not expecting it, he always becomes the top priority. And then when that life starts to get back to normal he's no longer that top priority Mm. how do you keep him as a priority that no matter whether it's a good portion or something that's happening that you weren't expecting he still remains as the top priority that's the person that i want to choose to be not choose to be the person that's just he's just a priority when i need him although he loves us and he's still willing to say hey no problem come along even though you know you understand what i'm saying but at the end of the day that's not i would i i mean i wouldn't want a relationship with somebody yeah. that treated me like that now that's now god's different thank god because thank if god. he wasn't he'd all be would all be in trouble <laughs> but at the end of the day i want a relationship with somebody that truly wants to be part of my life because they want to be part of my life what benefit can they give to you know They're they're looking at what what can i give to you right what can i give to my wife i'm looking at how i can serve and honor somebody else so I think that's the first objection they have to understand is, or not objection, the first thing they got to handle is, again, it's execution. It's like, how many times have you ever read a book where, oh, I can't wait to read this book. You start reading the book. And as soon as it starts telling you to go do something, okay, I, okay I'll get back to this. Or let me yeah. just keep reading. And I'll come back at the end of the book. Well, uh-huh. how many times do you come back? You never do. No, you don't. <laughs> because we want results without execution. Well, and that doesn't exist. It's not like that's not that's not doesn't happen. I mean, imagine if Jesus came to the earth and didn't execute on the cross. Wow. It's the same thing. I'm here. I'm on the cross. What if what if he would have chosen that day? Remember, he said that where he was speaking, he said, I can God come right now. Essentially, my father in heaven come right right now and rescue me with 10,000 angels. Right. So what if he did that? Hmm. We're still under the law, not under grace
0: totally different, totally right. different outcome, right, a, yeah. as a result. And that and that is true for each of us. And, and as you have shared, I, I wanted to be transparent with it. Because it's your what you've said is absolutely right. The bottom line is no matter what excuse I would have given at that point, it was not the priority. As much as I claim that I wanted to know the secret, when the rubber hit the road, I wasn't willing to pay the price. And, that, and that, that's a part of it too, right? Because If we can get it and it's easy, then, you know, of course I'll do it. But it was going, the bottom line is it was going to cost me something. It was, and the biggest of which was the mindset shift that this was where I needed to spend my time. And and I know I'm not the only one, so I'll, I'll, I'll go deeper for our audience, you know, For me, you know, part of the challenge was this to-do list that I had in my mind. I need to get this, that, and the other done for my business. So the only thing that I could think of is if I do this, then I'm not going to be able to work on on my to-do list. And so I'm going to get behind. And how could that possibly work? But just as you've shared, Mario, life has a way- (laughs) God has a way of bringing us back. So um, as much as I thought I really needed the message that you had when I saw the YouTube video, as my entrepreneurial journey unfolded, uh, after having been in the fitness space for eight years, bottom fell out on us. We ended up closing our fitness operation. I'm trying to figure out what it is that God wants me to do. We had this small community, some of which are going to listen to this episode, right? uh, That we're doing now, had a small community of authors because I had a few clients in fitness that wanted to write a book. So I was serving them and then realized during the pandemic, hey, why don't we just open this up to more people? So we had created this small, like 150 ish Facebook community of authors. And when fitness, that door was closed for us. I heard God say, focus on what you have left. And I'm thinking, well, I actually don't have anything left because my business is gone. But he reminded me of this small community of Christian authors to which I had honestly transparent again, I had effectively ignored for months because I had been, you know, fitness is opening back up and I'll focus back on that. Um, it just wasn't a priority. But then as we started moving further and further into space, I became painfully aware that I had no idea what God wanted me to do. And he reminded me of this book and your method. So I'd gotten far enough in the book to to get a sense of what it was. He reminded me of this book. For the life of me, I tore my condo up. I could not find the book. But, and we talk about this a lot, so I want to bring it up. Uh, for you authors about the importance of systems. So because Mario is a good entrepreneur, although he is still growing, he had systems. So when I signed up to get the book, I got an email. I got uh, invited to this um, this portal with all these great videos and training. So even though I couldn't find the book, I could find the email. So I went back to the email. I'm signing back onto the portal, trying to get something, anything, because I knew that God was directing me back to this message and to this book. And and somehow through all of that, I figured out how to order another copy of the book. And it was then that God finally had my attention and it was truly a priority. Uh, And I went back to reacclimate myself to what is the system that Mario is teaching? And then I committed that I was going to devote that you know, the first thing when I wake up, which was, I've never done that. I've never actually made it like the number one, the first thing that I do, uh, when I get up and I, I started applying the principles that you talked about and no, it wasn't a, let me just be clear. It was not a magical, everything snap fingers, everything fixed. I'm still on a journey. God is still showing me, uh, what's next as we've gone into helping, Uh, Christian authors market their books and getting them on podcasts and helping them get their websites launched, things that I never anticipated. But this this secret that you talk about in this book, I know for 100% certainty is a big part of the success that we are now seeing and the doors that God has opened. But I had to get into the right mindset in order for it to happen. And I know that that is true for others that are listening to us right now, is that sometimes um, God has to get our attention <laughs> to get us to, to really be open to what he wants to teach us so that we can grow, we can evolve and become, as you've talked about, Mario, become the person that we're, what we need to become in order to do what he's called us to. To do because really that's what you're you're talking about in this book and this time that we've had together is you've got to become first. Yeah. You've got to become a person that's willing to put God first before you can really experience all of the great things that come when you put God first. And what most of us want is we want all the stuff before we <laughs> before we actually prioritize God. So I wanna, I wanna publicly thank you. I know you had all kinds of questions in your mind, but I want to thank you for being obedient and being willing to speak the book uh, and do the work to get it into the right hands so that this book would be here. And I don't know whose idea it was to do the YouTube video, but thank you to them too, because it, it was all intentionally orchestrated by God to get my attention. And I know that I'm not, I'm not the only one. Talk to us about, you know, the success that you've had with the book and what you've been hearing from folks now that, you know, as a result of you saying yes to this project.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just amazing because it's like, you know, you think somebody like, again, you ask yourself the question who's going to buy it? How are you going to get it out there? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was telling you a little bit earlier, like, I think we've been able to sell like 12,000 copies or something like that, but not even fully engaged, like, consistently. Like, Not doing things like this or getting on podcasts or which and those things would even help even more. It was just through a simple YouTube video that we ran directly to Christian entrepreneurs and trying to get it in their hands to show them, hey, there's a different way. And then, I mean, we literally we still like get testimonials consistently of just people's businesses that change people's businesses that or people that were. Uh, worked for somebody that no longer work for somebody, They, they quit and they became an entrepreneur because, you know, principles work, right? It doesn't matter... What it is, it's principles or principles. If you learn how to apply the proper principles and learn how to execute them properly, you get results. I mean, that's just, it is what it is. And sometimes we're applying the principles. There's maybe people on this call like, man, I've tried applying the principles. I've tried or I'm in the middle of applying, but I'm not seeing the results. You just got to be consistent with it, right? Because it's not always by, you know, you're not going to, it's like eating, right? You don't stop eating just because you're not seeing, (laughs) like if you if if you stop eating, you're going to have a problem, right? You have to consistently apply it, no matter what, whether you feel like you want to or not.
0: It, it's no worries, and I know that we're um, getting ready to get close to time, so I'm going to ask another question, okay. um, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Does that sound yeah. good? Good. Okay. Cool. Well, Mario, this has been uh, an amazing time together. You've dropped so much wisdom. I want to make sure that our listening audience is able to get their hands on the book that personally made a difference for me and for thousands of others. So would you just uh, help our listening audience know where can they go to get their hands on this? And then what what else can they get exposed to? Because this book was just one piece of the puzzle. Talk to us a little bit more about what they can experience once they get into the the Kingdom Millionaires uh, group.
1: Yeah, so I mean the, the website itself is thekingdommillionaire dot com, just the way it sounds, thekingdommillionaire dot com. And um, you know, so again, my whole heart was originally just the book. That was the whole heart behind it. But obviously when you are offering a book to somebody, there has to be a way as well for you to be able to profit. Because if you can't profit, you're Mm going to have a problem, you know, Um, and profit is a good thing, not a bad thing. So, you know, so we also developed another program, which really is, if you decide to purchase the book, you decide to go to the website and buy the book, there's another program we have, which is called Kingdom uh, Builders, you know, so it's basically just a program that we have where, you know, there's, the videos of where we did like a 4 week course and taught people how to apply these principles into their everyday life to get the results they're looking for. And then I have a, another person that, you know, runs a, a bi-weekly call where they run a call every 2 weeks where we have a program where again it's just all entrepreneurs where they can come on, ask questions specifically about their company, about their business, things that they need to do. And we also do that as of right now, but those are the main three things that we're doing. That was again just you know that that's what I originally wanted to do. Um, how do I get people to apply these principles and get results? That's all I care about. How do you get? How do you apply it and get results? Apply it, get results. Apply it, get results. And the more people that get results, like yourself or anybody else, or the I like I said, I've seen testimonials come in consistently, still weekly. Um, you know, that's what makes me know that okay, it wasn't because that was one of the challenges I had. Will they work for somebody else, or did they just work for me? Was it a, was it kind of like just uh, it just happened somewhat. Maybe it wasn't this, you know, but then when I realized so many people are like, man, it changed my life. It changed my business, etc." That's when I really knew that, okay, I must have done and heard the right thing. So yeah, yeah I, mean, I would definitely not only buy the book, but I would apply the principles that are inside the book. I would learn how to consistently spend time with God. And I believe that if you do that for 90 days, I mean, your whole life can radically transform in 90 days. You don't need two years. You don't need five years, you know, 90 days, you can transform your life.
0: So make sure that you head on over to the kingdommillionaires.com. Get your copy of the real secret. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, no, I was just saying just millionaire, no s. Millionaire, millionaire,
0: no s. Okay. Head on over to the kingdom millionaire. Get your copy of the real secret to business prosperity. Um, I believe as Mario has said, if you invest the time, if you are willing to give God the first of your day you will see results. And they want to walk alongside you in this journey um, to help bring about that transformation. So what I also love about what you do is it's more than the book. And we talk about that on the show often is if you really want to help people, it's great that you've written the book. They're probably going to need more help. And so you've been able to bring this, take this book concept and build courses and all of these things, the support systems that people need to actually apply the principles to their lives. So I know that our listening audience can learn so much from you. I want to, as we bring our time together to a close, I want you to talk specifically about something that you said just a bit ago, because as I interact with Christian authors and entrepreneurs uh, and ministry leaders, sometimes this is an area of friction. You said, if you don't make a profit, you are going to have a problem. So as we prepare to to wrap this up, I want you to speak specifically to that Christian author, that Christian entrepreneur that's really struggling with that concept. They they know that they're called to write, that that God has a message that, that they need to share with the world, but they're struggling with this concept of profit. What is your number one piece of advice to that person that's listening to us today?
1: I mean, I, it, if there was one piece of advice, it would be, why do you think it's bad to have make a profit? And I would want to know why you believe what you believe. And I would uncover that because to me, that's more important than a piece of information. Because why do you believe what you believe for so long? And what if it's wrong? See, that's always been my thing. What if I've been living a life for 37 years and believe something and it's wrong? So I constantly have to challenge my thinking. So I could get into why it's not bad to profit, why it's okay. I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't, you have a problem. So obviously, you know it's how we do it money's not bad it's the it's just a resource it's a tool it's who's using it right a gun isn't bad it's just who what hands is it whose hands are is it in that's all that really matters but i would really i would really ask yourself the question of why do i believe this where did I learn this? And why did I start to apply this? And then the last thing I'd ask myself is how is it currently affecting your life right now by having that false limited belief? And what areas is it affecting it? Because I could tell you right now, if you believe that it's affecting your finances, for sure. And it's always interesting that people that always say, well, and they'll fight you tooth and nail that it's wrong, it's this, but they're always the ones that are struggling financially. Why is that? If it was, if, if, if God's just going to show up and just give it to you because you're so humble and holy, why don't you have it? Why are you struggling? Why you, why are you struggling financially? Right? So let's not talk about something that we haven't ever done and then give somebody kind of like, I'm going to give you advice on making money, but I've never made any. So maybe you should stop listening to yourself. And your little surroundings of people that you have that continuously build you up on your wrong narrative or your wrong belief and get some new people that are saying, let me think, let me ask you a question. Because sometimes, Dan, I'll say this last thing. Sometimes a big part of change is not necessarily doing something. It's realizing that all the things or a lot of things that you've believed about this thing that you're struggling with is wrong. And I got to change that belief. And the only way for me to change that belief is I got to challenge it and then find new beliefs that go with it. That's the only way to do it.
0: Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review.